Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening session of Sunday the 11th of October 2009, entitled, A Polluted Prostitute to a Privileged Position. And the Bible readings are taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31, and James chapter 2, verse 25. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. You'd open your Bible first of all to the book of James chapter 2. Hold your finger there. Turn back just a few pages into the book before it, the book of Hebrews and chapter 11. I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's Word. First of all, from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 31, the Word of God says, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And in, the gospel, or in James chapter 2 and in verse 25, the Word of God says, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. Father, we thank you this evening for your Word. We pray now, Lord, that you would just bless in these next moments the time that we have together Lord, as we look into your word, may you speak to our hearts. May you give each one that which would be useful to them this evening. Lord, that you would speak to the hearts and make the changes that only you can. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. I started to say I promise, I plan. How's that? I plan on being short and sweet this evening. Uh, <laughs> a simple thought, hopefully to encourage you this evening of just the greatness of our God. And I know that particularly, I guess, what really took me in this direction, and, and you notice that the title wasn't even in the bulletin this morning because I was still debating over which direction to go for for this evening. There are many of us here this evening that, you know, as I look around, and you all look good, and as far as I know, you've all made professions of faith, and uh, hopefully you're saved and on your way to heaven. But there's probably not a one of us here this evening that doesn't have and knows someone that's close to us that's not ready. And there was just a statement that was made to me literally a couple times over the past few weeks where people, you know, sometimes can get really quite discouraged because they've been praying for somebody for so long, for God to move in their life, for God to make a difference. And sometimes it seems like the... The more we pray, the farther away they get. You know, you, you pray for somebody for God to do something good, and it seems like that sometimes they they just become more hardened, and they just they don't want to hear what you've got for them, and they they certainly don't seem to be moving in any direction of putting their faith in Christ. But this is not a strange story to us. But as we look into God's Word this evening, it's a tremendous story. A simple thought is from polluted prostitute to privileged position. From a polluted prostitute to a privileged position. And the Bible tells us very clearly, if you'd like to turn in your Bibles back to the book of Joshua, we just read a couple of verses in the New Testament that speak of this harlot that was named Rahab. We find the account that it's speaking of back in Joshua chapter 2. And, of course, it begins there, and we find 
immediately that the Bible does not pull any punches when it tells us that this, this lady called Rahab was a harlot. She was a prostitute. Uh, she was one that certainly uh, would not have had a, a good reputation. As a matter of fact, I know that it's something that in our days that uh, morals have, uh, have changed a bit over the decades, but actually under the law back in those days is something that uh, a person would be put to death for. Uh, being a prostitute brought the death penalty. And probably once Israel's armies had uh, taken Jericho, that's probably precisely what would have happened to this lady Rahab. But we see God in his unexplained sovereignty. You know, God really is in control. And we see his loving grace reaching down to this one that in the eyes of those around her and her community and everything else, she wouldn't have been worth trying to do anything for. She was a prostitute that should be punished under the death penalty. We find that God chose to do something else with this harlot. And as we see how that he did this in her life, it should be a great lesson and a great encouragement to us of God's grace of just how that God can work in a life and that nobody is ever really too far away for our Lord to reach them. You see, the first thing that we see as we look at this account of this prostitute here is we see a polluted prostitute. It says in, in verse 1, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went... And they came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. We find that the Word of God says that they, they went. They didn't just go for a visit, but they actually went to stay there. Now, you know, we see that Rahab was living a about as low a lifestyle as was possible for a woman to live. Now, I know that if you read some things and... Uh, uh, some stories, uh, some translations try to make her into a hostess instead of a harlot. But let me assure you folks that, uh, you know, if you want to go back and do a little bit of a, a word studying there, those are two completely different words in the Hebrew. And there's no mistaking that God is making it very clear here that this woman was a harlot. And we find her called so in the Old Testament. We find us reminded in the New Testament of what she was before that God did a work in her life. Matter of fact, we know that this was a terrible position to be in in life. Notice down in, in verse 15 of, of chapter 2 here in Joshua, then she let them down by a cord through the window for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. That wasn't a place for the people of position. <laughs> uh, this was like the slums, if you would where that she was living, the not very nice area of town where that she had taken them. But today, you know, as we look around, have you ever felt like that sometimes somebody, you know, God's just given up on them? Uh, there's absolutely no way that anything could ever change that person's life. But notice as we continue to read here, read here that something happens to this polluted prostitute, 
It says, and it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. The king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come, they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. It came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I, I, I want not pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. Yeah, I, I saw them, but they came in. I don't know where they went to. When it was about dark, they, they went out to the gate. They left the city. If you hurry, you should be able to catch them. But, verse 6 says, In fact, she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof. And we find that it says the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. Before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. You see, the second thing, the Bible makes no, it doesn't pull any punches, makes no excuses of this woman's lifestyle. She was a polluted prostitute, but we see something else that takes place here then that must take place in every person's life when they come to God, and that's a personal profession. She said, I know there's a difference in you. There's something different about you. I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. You see, what Rahab the harlot saw, she saw God in these men of God when they were in her presence. She saw God through them. She saw that there was something different about that. They were a living testimony to their God in the power that he, he possessed. She goes on in the next verse, she says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed, we've heard about you. We've heard about what God has done in your life. We've heard what your God has, has done for you. You see, obviously the truth of God had been heard, but this truth had found a resting place in the prostitute's heart <laughs> of all places. She had heard these things. Notice what it says in the next verse. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. When we heard these things, our hearts did melt. I want you to notice there, very simple thing, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. We find that... As this conviction took, see, many heard the truth. Many of them recognized what was going on. Many of them were convicted, uh, 
But it was only in her heart that it found a resting place and brought that conviction. She's the one that acknowledged the Lord. What about all the others? You see, the truth is, is that many will hear it. Not only hear it, but many, it will reach their hearts and it will touch their hearts and it will show them their need. And yet, here, as far as we know, out of all those that heard it, they heard about God, they knew about it. It was only Rahab that was willing to profess him for who he was. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. We find that she does something then. If this is God, the God that she had seen in them, she said, now therefore I pray you. Swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that ye shall save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. The cry of mercy. <laughs> She's pleading. We know. I know that there's something different about you. I've heard what your God has done. And as a matter of fact, when all of us heard about it, it melted our hearts. It did something to us. We knew there was something there. I believe that he is the one and only God. I believe. As a matter of fact, I believe that he's the one that I need to cry to for mercy. Please, will you see that my family and myself are safe? Only Rahab. They'd all heard it, but Rahab had the faith to cry out for mercy. Notice what it says in verse 14. And the men answered her, Our life is yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Her prayer is answered. She's given. She's cried out for mercy, and she's assured that that mercy is going to be received. Verse 15, then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. You see, her actions are then based upon faith. Her actions are based upon faith now. She is willing. She's got enough faith in this God. She is willing to risk her own life. Let these men down by the scarlet cord. And as she lets them down to give them instructions as to where to go because she's changed sides, folks. <laughs> we see here a polluted prostitute that's made a personal profession of who God is and who she's putting her trust in. I want you to notice her public proclamation as we read on in verse 18. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of the house and into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless, and whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on your own head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quiet of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear, 
And she said, according unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Does it remind you of something else? <laughs> scarlet thread. You see, when God's people came in, there was something that was going to set this house apart. Something that was going to be different. You see, we see here, first of all, her willingness to give her testimony to God, the scarlet thread, the symbolism. What did that scarlet thread symbolize? I'll turn back to the book of Hebrew again. And notice what it says in Hebrews chapter 9. Verses 19 to 22 says, For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled you with blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Do you remember what it was that protected God's people when the death angel flew into Egypt? There was something different about this house. Why? There was that blood over the doorpost. Here as this city is about to be destroyed, and we read later where it literally is destroyed, and yet there's something different here. It's because it's God's hand, because it's symbolic of the same thing that that blood was, that this one belongs to God, and therefore they would be spared. We find that if you look over into chapter 6 of Joshua and verse 22, you find that here the Word of God says, But Joshua had spied unto the two men that had spied out of the country, go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman and all that she say, hath, as we swear unto you. You see, she was willing. First of all, we see that she's just a sinner, folks. She's a polluted prostitute. She is as low as sin could get in her day. And yet we find that by God's grace, through his sovereignty, he sends these men there. And they see a living testimony. She knows there's something different about these men. And she's heard the truth. And she's accepted and she's believed that truth. And she cries out to them for mercy. And she herself professes the same God that they possess. She makes her allegiance. And here we see that she publicly, willingly is willing to hang up that scarlet thread. She's willing to take that step of saying, yes, I am one with God. We find that there's something very, very interesting that takes place there. Because if you would turn with me over into the book of, or the gospel of Matthew, and I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 1, how many of you have skipped over that chapter a few times? What can I get out of that? So-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so, and it just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Well, notice in verse 5, and Salmon begat Boaz, or Boaz as he's listed in the Old Testament, of Rahab, Rahab, the same name. 
And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth and Obed. And, and guess what happens then in verse 16? And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. I'm saying to you that this polluted prostitute that was worth nothing in the eyes of this world, that was, if you would, many times we hear people talked about as being the scum of the earth, the people that have no value, the people that want nothing to do with, and yet, God wanted something to do with her. And God could have sent his men into anybody in that city. And yet, she was the one that had heard the truth and that she had believed it. And God knew that her heart was ready and that her heart was willing. And so these went to her. And she did willingly profess and accept their God as to who he was. And she put her faith, her destiny of herself, and all of her family. She rested in that faith of these men of God, of their God. And we find that <laughs> this lowly prostitute that was polluted by the sins of this world, can you imagine being in the privileged position <laughs> of being in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ himself? <laughs> She's there. She's there. The Lord brought his seed right through that. That's the grace of our God. And then we find that that's not all. We open this evening by looking into the book of Hebrews and the book of James. You know that in Hebrews chapter 11 there when we, we read about this Rahab, this harlot. I mean, the Bible said, by faith. The harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. The others, the others didn't believe. And as a result, they perished, but not Rahab. And of course, we find in James chapter 2, we'll look there. Again, her name is mentioned because of the works that resulted in a true, living, active faith that came from it. Now, I want you to ask you something. You know, you read down through this hall of faith here in Hebrews chapter 11. I mean, we could look back and, boy, we could all recognize maybe Elijah. I mean, he was a great man of God, wasn't he? But you don't find Elijah's name in Hebrews chapter 11. We could all think of Elisha or Isaiah or Jeremiah or Daniel, I mean, look at the faith that he had in the lion's den, and yet you don't find their name there in Hebrews chapter 11. But you find this one that before she met God was just a polluted prostitute, but she not only has the privileged position of being able to be in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ, but she's listed in the great hall of faith as we find there when there are great, great men of God that could have been listed there, and yet Rahab the harlot, <laughs> she takes that position to live down to where you and I could take and look and see what God could do with a life. You see, I just want to remind you this evening, there are people around us sometimes that the world really doesn't want anything to do with them. <laughs> The world can't be bothered with them. But Jesus Christ died on the cross for them just as surely. We find that 
you and I have people that we care very much for. Sometimes we may feel like, you know, well, nothing is going to change them. Nothing is going to work. But I just want to encourage you tonight. Keep praying. We've got to believe. Nobody is beyond God. The ones you love and the ones you care for, they're not beyond God. You know what's even greater? (laughs) The ones out there, Brother Steve, that nobody loves. They're not beyond God's reach either. You know, the truth is, there is not one human being alive, no matter how low that they are, God couldn't love them anymore, no matter if they held the highest position in the world, because He loves them with a pure love. He loves them with a love like no other. And so there is hope for your family, for your friends. There is hope, Brother Peter, who went down there on the streets in the city center, and we're just trying to show people that we care. We're trying to give them a simple gospel message in a tract form that we know that Hundreds out of those thousands that we give out are going to end up on the ground or they're going to end up in the trash can. But if one of them reads them, if we've given out 10 million, if one person, and you know, people have read them and people do get saved through them. And so even when they think it's not worth the time, and of course, you know, some of those people that we meet on the street down there sometimes They're definitely not of the highest position in the world. Oh, yes, we meet some business people and people that uh, have means in this world. But some of them are just street people that have nothing. You know what? Jesus loved them just as much as you or me, the highest person in this world. They need the same love. They need the same thing that this old polluted prostitute needed. (laughs) They need God to move in their lives. So don't give up praying. Don't give up witnessing. There is no life out there that can't be changed by our loving God. And he does love them enough. And the same truth, if they'll just believe it, if they'll just have that faith to trust him, it'll change their lives. Father, we thank you this evening, Lord, for just the encouragement, Lord, because we know that it is sometimes easy to get discouraged and think, well, we've prayed about this so much and we want so much to see them saved. We want to see them walking with you and nothing seems to happen. Lord, help us to persevere. Help us just to keep praying and praying and trust because we know that we, we can't get saved for them and we can't make them get saved. Lord, I pray that they could at least, just as these two spies went into Lord, this prostitute's house, I pray, Lord, that they could see something in our lives. They could see God living through us. They could know that that God that's living through us, he is the one that dried up the Red Sea. He is the one that can perform any miracle that this world has ever seen and, and, and in many cases has never seen. Father, he is the one and only true God, the creator and holder of the universe. Oh, may they see that God in our lives and may they come to recognize the truth of just what Jesus Christ did for them. And Father, if there's anyone here tonight that may be discouraged and down, we pray that, Lord, you might use these simple thoughts. Lord, if this one that 
went from a polluted prostitute to a privileged position. Lord, that she was in the lineage of our Savior, that she's listed in that great hall of faith. Lord, that it was that faith that changed her lives. Help us to have the faith. Help us to keep the faith. Help us to realize what really is important in this life. Help us, Lord. Lord, not to get our priorities and our motives and our things out of place, but help us to keep remembering just what it is that really matters in our lives, in our families' lives, in everyone around us that we meet every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 